Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. What up, friends? What up, fam? What up, fans? Friends, fam, and fans. They all sound very similar. All tens of you. Week after week, listening to me drone on and on and on about nonsense and the like. Welcome back to Nick's Nerd News. I'm your host, Nick. This is a new episode. I mean, that would only make sense. Anyway... I do want to apologize about last week's delay in, in posting. Um, I don't know what happened there. I clicked the wrong time on the hosting website. And you know what? We kind of just glossed over the fact that last year or last week was our uh, third year. Nixner News has been coming at you for three straight years. That's right. We premiered on May 9th. 2018 it has been three whole fucking years folks that's wild to me i i can't believe i can't believe y'all are still here to be honest <laughs> you know i i i figured you guys would have gotten tired tired of me by by now but you know it it's uh it, it happens right it happens and it's it's wild that that we're even I can't believe I forgot, to be honest. You know, it happens. And, oh, interesting. I didn't even, uh, I guess I do that at the, anyway, I'm talking to myself. I am talking to myself. But we are, we are on to the, the third year of Nixner News. You know, we are just boldly going where, where every podcaster has gone before. <laughs> and uh, I, I thank you guys for sticking around, and not not any crazy big celebration. I mean, year three is is just kind of like a stop on the road uh, to to five. Obviously, when we make it to five, uh, we'll go all out and celebrate big and hard and uh, all that stuff. But you know, but before we go too deep into the reads, just you know, make sure to like, subscribe, and share and poke and prod and you know, all those funny things review rate uh, whatever you want to do right whatever you want to do do it i'm not gonna not gonna fight you not gonna pressure you if you do it cool if you don't cool it's up to you it's your prerogative right but uh let, let's just let's just let's just get into it shall we it is Thursday, Thursday, it is Wednesday, May 19th, and, you know, I, I've been thinking about how I want to move this show forward, um, we'll still be talking about video games, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, thinking about how we're gonna address TV moving forward, because, you know, you gotta find something that, that you can work on, right, we wanna grow, we wanna grow and expand, we don't wanna, we don't wanna get stuck in a rut. But, uh, before, before I go down a, a path we don't really know, need to go down today, let's talk about what's going on in the video game world, shall we? Shall we? Well, hey, do you want a Nintendo Switch? Good luck, because now they're going to be even harder to find. Nintendo has announced 
uh, you know, it's just pretty much going to be impossible to get um, Nintendo Switches. They are unable to keep up with demand. Just, you know, pretty much like uh, everything going on. Um, company president Shintaro Fur Furukawa explained, quote, Demand for hardware continues to exceed our expectations even after the beginning of this calendar year. And production is currently not caught up to this high demand due to the tight supply and demand situation for semiconductor materials worldwide, unquote. So, the semiconductor shortage has finally hit Nintendo, folks. Good luck getting any console over the next few months. Jesus Christ. Um, they did also say, quote, uh, for Carlos said, quote, Although we are currently striving to produce as many units as possible... The fact is that our production plans are more uncertain than they were at the beginning of previous fiscal years. Our full-year sales plan is based on the premise that we can secure the materials necessary for production, but if we are able to produce more units, we will work hard to meet the strong demand and to be able to ship and sell those units, unquote. So, there you go. If you don't have a Switch yet, good luck getting one, and this is why I 100% firmly believe that a Switch Pro or Switch XL is probably not coming this year, just based on that alone. Like, if they can't even sell regular ones, they're not going to just switch their line over and start making a, a new one. Like, that's that's just that's not happening to me, personally. I, I don't see that happening. But, again, who knows. Um, Sega also announced that they are looking to reboot classic franchises, as well as making some kind of, uh, like mega franchise game where they they blend everything together um top of the list of course are our crazy taxi which please make i i please please i i want crazy taxi uh to come back that's one of my all-time favorite games like of all time like literally um they're also considering a reboot of jet set radio uh, as well as um, some of their other dormant franchises, uh, Spice, Space Channel 5, Knights, um, Panzer Dragoon. Again, please, though, please, 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 please do Crazy Taxi. Um, that That's more than anything. There, there's, uh, I guess, some uh, financial results presentation was leaked, and, and one of them... Um, Included past IP groups, dormant ones, and how they want to either remaster, remake, or reboot. Um, and uh, the list. So, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio, Space Channel 5, Rez, Panzer Dragoon, Knights, Shinobi, Virtua Fighter, Altered Beast, House of the Dead, Streets of Rage, and Soul Hackers. Streets of Rage 4 just came out, though, so that doesn't necessarily uh, uh, count as a past IP. Um so we'll see we'll see how that goes um, moving forward. Uh, they also said they want to make some kind of super game uh, by 2026. I don't know why it's it's so far out from now, but uh, some kind of super game, which I'm guessing is something like Smash Bros or some shit. but just give me that crazy taxi yo. Uh, also, I guess uh, someone was interviewing the head of, of uh, Insomniac and someone asked him about like a potential sequel to Sunset Overdrive and they're like, well, yeah, we own the rights. Um, and, and 
granted, he didn't say that it's happening, but it's like there's literally no reason from them putting it out on as it being a PS5 exclusive now that Insomniac is wholly owned by Sony, which would be wild. I mean, it's not the first time something like that's happened, but I, I don't think it's happening anytime soon because they're, they're literally working on Spider-Man 2 right now or whatever sequel that is or other things i'm sure they want to keep moving on if they do make a sunset overdrive too you bet your ass i'm buying it but there's literally nothing stopping them from from making it a ps5 exclusive so don't sit here and think that it's just going to end up on xbox because it won't um e3 will start in about two and a half weeks uh i think it starts with jeff Kylie's summer of games which is on the 10th which is literally so what today is uh three weeks so it essentially starts in three weeks from tomorrow the 20th and um there will be an online web portal as well as an app where you can kind of go online to engage with developers see what they have what they would have had on the show floor and uh, see panels and, and things like that. So be on the lookout for that as we get closer and closer to uh, whatever E3 would have been, which uh, will most likely be taking place a month from now, but all digital. Um, and then in the most tone-deaf move I've ever seen, Sony has unveiled two new PS5 controllers that you can pre-order. Now, you might be wondering, Nick, why is it tone deaf for Sony to do that when Xbox has been putting out new controllers? Um, well, you know, those Xbox controllers that they put out work on Xbox One. So, yeah, it's still kind of shitty, but um, people can put them on their consoles that they own. Whereas the amount of people that can get, you know, PlayStation 5 consoles is very slim. And yeah, it works on PC, but... I, I don't I haven't heard much of people buying DualSense controllers for PC gaming, mainly because you're probably not going to get the haptic feedback and adaptive triggers to work on PC games, and people still use overwhelmingly DualShock Four and Xbox controllers for PC. Um, it was I saw a hilarious post on Twitter though that because they're they're in like crimson red or um, something black. Hold on, I'm I'm looking for it, cause it it just I thought it was hilarious. Uh, so Daniel Ahmad, who's a known industry uh, journalist for for gaming, um, said, <laughs> so yeah, midnight black and cos cosmic red. Excuse me, and he tweeted more like scalper red and shortage bl shortage black because that's no, fucking true. It's like really Sony, you're gonna be like, hey, I know you can't get a PS5, but Here's some custom color controllers for a console you don't own. Meanwhile, every store is fully stocked with DualSense 5 controllers because somehow they have like a billion controllers laying around. Like, I, I don't, I don't understand. It's literally one of the most tone deaf moves I've seen Sony make in a long time. It's like, I get that you want to get them out and that you want people to have them, but at the same time, it's like fucking wait till more people have it where it's not like a mad dash to try and get a console where it doesn't take, 
a half hour process or they don't sell out in, in 10 minutes. Like wait until people can like get it and watch the controller is going to be fully available. Some bullshit is what that is. It, it It's just like, I get it. I do 100%. And yes, it's coming off as a bit fanboy, but no, it, it like, look at the reality of the situation. I can go get that new highlighter green or yellow or whatever the fuck it is color for the new Xbox controller. Even if I didn't have a Series X, I could get it and hook it up and play it on my 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 One X, right? Or I could play it on 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 my day one Xbox One if I still played it, if I still had that one, right? Anyone who owns an Xbox One, an Xbox One S or a One X, a Series S or a Series X can use that controller because because their controllers are backwards compatible, or forwards. I don't know how that, that's a weird thing, because it's, anyway, you can use it on the previous generation of console, right? Because it it uses a unified, uh, unified um, wireless communication code. So, if it was like a, uh, if the DualSense could work on PS4s, I, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at all, be like, oh, that's fucking cool. But you can not use it on a ps4 so it's like oh hey let me get this awesomely black red or ask awesomely black awesomely red or awesomely black controller but i can't fucking use it like come on sony come on dude tone deaf wait a little until more people yeah i get that it's the most sold console but like who the fuck has one i know maybe two people with it I know more people with that with switches than I do with a PS5. And I just I I I don't understand. They say it sells it, but I don't know that many people with actual PS5s. I I don't know where they're selling. So I don't know. So uh Koei Tecmo was uh they're, they're the company Tecmo. You, you know them as Tecmo. Of course, they make the, the Warriors games, Dynasty Warriors. And uh, they were speaking with the Gamer website, uh, President Hishashi Koinuma, and talked about how he would love to see two franchises made into uh, Muso games or Warrior Dynasty Warrior-style games. He said, quote, Mario and Star Wars are two great series that come to mind. Unfortunately, we haven't had the opportunity to co- collaborate with these IP yet, unquote. Honestly, I would 1 billion percent take a Star Wars Dynasty Warrior style game and make it like a Clone Wars game where you can have all these Jedi and then you can have droids and you can have clones and like, hey, Kathleen Kennedy, get the fuck on that right now. Like immediately. Mario, that'd be fucking weird. I don't know how that would work. But like. Think of all the Jedi you could have in it. Think of all the clone commanders, commandos, and and shit you could have in it. Uh, on the droid side, you could have all the different Separatist generals, and yeah, the potential for you know modern Star Wars to fit into it isn't totally there. But Clone Wars, a a hundred percent, one hundred percent. I know that you guys are starting to branch the license out to other people. 
please give it to Koi Tecmo. Please let them make a Star Wars Dynasty Warriors. If you can make a Gundam Dynasty Warriors game, you can make a Star Wars Dynasty Warriors game. Mario can fuck off, but a Star Wars Dynasty Warriors style game, please, 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 I would take it. I would pay, like, I don't know, I'd buy it like 10 times over, probably. And there, there's already a precedent for it in, in Star Wars mythology that it would work. Like, there's that old episode of the Jendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars that's now on Disney Plus from, from, from Cartoon Network, where, you know, makes Windows like, alone on that, um, like, uh, uh, Plains planet, where he just fucking jumps off a fucking cliff and just decimates, like, an army of droids on his own. And then there's that droid, uh, like, super weapon thing that literally just creates, like, seismic shockwaves. Like, that is literally a Dynasty Warriors level in cartoon form. And... That that is Kathleen Kennedy, if you're listening, which you're you're not, let's be honest. <laughs> like, let's get this fucking done. Give Koi Tecmo a chance to make a Star Wars Dynasty Warriors game so that you you can just make money hands over fist all over the world. Like it's it's you're it's gonna happen, dude. It's it's gonna happen. Or it's it, I, I wish it's gonna happen. I'm willing it into the universe, you know, like the secret. I'm I'm willing it. Please be a thing. Uh, anyway, moving on. There is a new report that has been making the rounds on the interwebs um, and backed up by Jeff Jeff Grubb that uh, per Games Beat, Starfield, the next uh, new franchise from Bethesda, their uh, their spacefaring sci-fi RPG, will allegedly be. Uh, Xbox exclusive. Now, we don't have official confirmation yet, uh, but GamesBeat is reporting it. Jeff Grubb has reported it. Um, no one, no official statement from Bethesda or Microsoft, but it is allegedly going to be a Xbox Series X and Series X S exclusive. Um, of course, uh, it wouldn't be the first time there's been exclusive Bethesda games. Their upcoming game, Deathloop, is going to be uh, a timed exclusive on PlayStation 5. But but if it is an exclusive, it is going to be the first major exclusive game from Bethesda to be on Xbox since Microsoft purchased Bethesda last fall for $7.5 billion. Now, while it is being reported by multiple outlets, it is not yet official, I'm sure we will get something in the form of some kind of official announcement or something tied to it in the coming weeks as we get closer and closer to E3. Who knows, Microsoft's press conference might get leaked yet again for like the fourth year in in a row. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that happens. Um, we're going to talk about this in a, in a couple, uh, couple minutes here as we get more into the streaming and uh, TV section of, of the episode, but I wanted to talk about WB Games here for, for a moment. So, you know, last year it was, uh, or earlier this year, I should say, there was talk that AT&T uh, and Warner Media might be looking to spin off WB Games, the, the game division, you know. Um, they own Rocksteady, they own 
NetherRealm Studios, makers of, of Injustice and Mortal Kombat, of course. They own, um, I think they own the studio that makes, is making the new Harry Potter game. They own, they own several studios, right? Well, in the wake of the new merger that's been announced that, that we will be talking about in, in just a moment, um, it's been reported that, um, WB Games might not necessarily, um, be going with it. Uh, so they own Avalanche Software, they own WB Games Montreal, Monolith Productions, the makers of, of, uh, the, the Shadow of War games, um, and, and, and a couple other, other things, right? So, and TT Games, who make, um, the Lego games. With the merger, uh, it's being reported that it might not be keeping it intact. Um, so what this means is possibly some games will, uh, or some studios will, um, go on to stay with, you know, Warner Media, and some studios will be separated and stay with AT&T. Now, if you ask me, if there's anything that, that, uh, this is, if you ask me, I know several studios that are probably going to stay with, um, with Warner Media. Monolith will probably stay. NetherRealm will stay. Rocksteady will stay. And probably WB Games Montreal. I only say that because they make games focused in properties owned by Warner Media. Uh, uh, probably Avalanche will go with them. They're, they're, they're the ones who are making the new Harry Potter game. Um, I don't see TT Games staying. I can see them staying with AT&T. Uh, I don't know what these other studios make, but I, I foresee Rocksteady, NetherRealm, Monolith, and Avalanche, and Montreal definitely staying with um with with uh with Warner Media um and I don't see TT Games or some of the other studios going uh, or staying staying with AT&T or if not they'll be sold off to other um other major brands but uh it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out in the in the coming years and we'll we'll talk about that in, in a little bit um also, if you've been meaning to get on Game Pass, well, the little loophole where you could get Game Pass for like a dollar a month is is pretty much over. Um, Game Pass subscribers or Game Pass Ultimate users to extend their you could you could extend your membership at a discounted rate by signing up for EA Play separately. Um, so you'd get a EA Play one year membership, and you could auto convert it to four months of Game Pass Ultimate. If you are already an Ultimate member, uh, well, it's pretty much gone. Uh, Microsoft has essentially ended it. Um, so people could like convert it and stack it. Um, and uh, Xbox Wire uh, via Xbox Game Pass said, Xbox, quote, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can redeem EA Play codes for the Xbox console, but they will be automatic. They will automatically convert and extend their Game Pass Ultimate subscription. 
One month of EA Play will extend an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription by 10 days, and a one year will extend Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription by two months, unquote. So no more four months or anything like that. So no more of a loophole to extend it by, uh, by multiple months or years. Uh, it's effectively limited, and uh, you can't just stack it and stack it and stack it. Um, also announced is GTA 5 is getting its second next-gen console update. Uh, it's funny because this is the... It's rare to see a game do that. But coming this November, uh, there will be Series X and PS5 enhancements being added to GTA 5. Also in that same vein, don't expect GTA 6 to release this year. Honestly, if you thought GTA 6 was coming in 2021, I don't know what you're smoking. But I want to get in on it with you. Also, we got a new trailer from Call of Duty and Warzone in regards to the uh, release of John McClane and John Rambo. What's really weird is they show off Rambo in this trailer, but no McClane. I, I did not... Uh, maybe Bruce Willis didn't give his likeness um, to, to the game? I, I, I don't know. They haven't shown... They haven't shown him at all. Um, their their new uh, operator operator bundles they'll be available for a limited time. They came out today, um, and the first one is the Die Hard Operator Bundle, uh, and it uh, it will be available until June eighteenth. Um, includes weapons, uh, new watch, things like that, and then there's the Rambo Bundle. So you get Rambo himself. Um, and his trademark bow, a couple finishing moves, uh, and some other things. So, and they're they're adding Nakatomi Plaza to Warzone. But, oh, okay, I guess the Die Hard one, it does not include John McClane, which I, I don't understand why, why, um, why they do that. I'm so confused. Why why did they why do they add Rambo? Why do they tease Nakatomi Plaza and McLean but don't actually include McLean? Uh, whatever, dude. I don't know. It's so strange. Um yeah, it's the 80s action hero packs. Um there is a trailer out now uh and they're adding new uh new maps. John like I said Rambo gets his bow, but um no, no actual John McClane. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, let's do John Mc... I, I, it, Bruce Willis must have said, like, nah, you're not getting my likeness. Which, I mean, I don't see why you would say no to that. Probably didn't want to have to deal with it. But uh, those are live as of today if you're playing Warzone and you want to play as John Rambo. Um... NVIDIA has also announced that they are editing their GPUs uh, to make it them not as worthwhile to crypto um, uh, to crypto miners. Um, that all newly manufactured RTX 3080s, 3070s, and 3060s will receive a reduced ETH hash rate, making them less useful to um, people trying to mine Ethereum cryptocurrency. So, essentially, it... it makes it so they're not going to be buying up graphics cards 
because that's the main problem with new graphics cards is they're really beneficial to crypto miners trying to mine for, for bitcoins and shit. And they're buying up graphics cards for people who want to use them to game. So um, per Matt Webling, the head of Geoforce Marketing on a blog post, said, quote, We believe this additional step will get more Geoforce cards at better prices into the hands of gamers any everywhere, unquote. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but they just buy up and cause prices of graphics cards to just skyrocket. And now it's like nearly impossible to find any kind of graphics card. So that's what's going on right now in that world. But luckily this will make it so it, it's more beneficial to gamers and not cryptos. Um, EA, and our, our final bit of news before I talk about Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, EA has announced that they will be uh, creating a new studio uh, it is being dedicated to open world action adventure games, which is kind of like flies in the face of what Activision is trans transitioning into. And the head, uh, the former Monolith studio head, so we talked about Monolith earlier, they make the, 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 uh, uh, the, um, the Mordor games, the Shadow of Mordor games, um, for, uh, the Lord of the Rings games for WB. Um, but the head studio, the former head of studio, um, Kevin Stevens, is going to head this new studio. It will be focused on action-adventure open-world games. Uh, this is per gamesindustry.biz, uh, that it's going to be based in Seattle. And it says, quote, we're still figuring out a lot of foundational questions, uh, says EA Senior Vice President Samantha Ryan. Um she said, quote, how big, what games, how fast to grow. Kevin and I both know how important it is to get the foundations of any studio right. And he'll take his time to figure it all out. When you rush, you don't give yourself time to be thoughtful. Why rush, unquote. That's an interesting quote coming from someone at EA. Um, but we don't know if they're going to work on new IPs or established ones. Um, but it, it's interesting to see how EA has kind of been changing. Um... You know, it's funny is EA is one of the most hated companies in America, right? And they are so every year. On the flip side of that, though, everything I've seen is that people who actually work at EA have, like, almost nothing bad to say about working for EA, which is hilarious. It's like, gamers hate EA, employees don't hate EA. Um, but it'll, it, it's funny that you see Activision going the way of, let's focus like Call of Duty, Warzone, blah, 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 money, money, money. And yes, EA wants money with Ultimate Team and shit, but at the same time, they're buying more studios, even though they close a lot. And now they're opening a new studio that's going to be focused on open world games, which is kind of counterintuitive to the idea of microtransactions and, and things, well, not as many microtransactions. Anyway, that, that was it for gaming. I, I do want to talk about Mass Effect Legendary Edition, though, before we move on. And, oh my god. I have not played the original Mass Effect in a very, very long time. And the changes they've done in Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I'm, I'm actually almost done. Uh, almost done with it. Uh, first off, it's amazing. It looks gorgeous, right? It's so crisp and clean. It looks a lot closer to what Mass Effect 3 was. Granted, they've, they've all been given a, a, a visual overhaul. The user interface is, is cleaned up. It's nice and tight. 
The Mako is way easier to control. It's still sloppy as fuck, though. But overall, Mass Effect 1 is is beautiful looking. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to 2 probably this weekend. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll be finishing up 1 in the next day or so. I'm already on Vermeer. I've put about close to 30 hours. I've done... It's it's a, a one is a lot easier to hundred percent than the previous ones. I will say that, um, despite saying that I would go and play <laughs> as like a, a a biotic, I I went back and just played soldier again. Surprise. Um, granted, I'll probably go back and do what I can since it's a lot easier to play and than I remember. And I'm I'm not even I'm not playing on easy. I'm not playing on normal, but I'm not playing on the hardest. And I don't remember it being this easy at the same time. Granted. I'm playing on veteran, and there's two more levels above that. Um, but I'm I'm having a shit ton of fun. I I forgot how much I I I love this series, but I forgot how much the first game was to to build that love for me. I remember when they first announced this game. I want to say I don't know, like 2005, 2006, and I was like, oh my god, that that is the future of gaming right there. And I was hyped. That was one of the this this was one of the first games I was hyped on, other than like Halo, and and playing it again, just that nostalgia comes up. And, and what's funny is I'm remembering things from 13, 14 years ago, right from two thousand seven that you wouldn't expect to remember. Um, it's not like Halo three where I, like I revisited m- m- so much over the over the the, the years. Mass Effect, despite as how much I love it, I've never actually done multiple playthroughs of the game. Um, which, I usually don't do multiple playthroughs of a game. As, as much as I love a game, I don't usually go back and play it again. Uh, but, granted, remakes and remasters are usually an exception. Um, this is, is, like they always said, it's like somewhere in between. And it's so beautiful to look at. Like I said, I've said now multiple times. Um... They have some made some changes. They included a photo mode now, which is a, a great as well. Um, but I, I, it's a solid like a nine out of ten, and I, I can't wait to hop into two and then three, um, especially with all the DLC included in it and everything. Now uh, that's it for gaming this week. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about TV, and um, we finally got news about the Friends reunion that was a le- uh, announced what like a year ago. Uh, we got a trailer this week, an announcement, and we even got an announcement of all the guest stars that are going to be joining in on the fun. And aside from the main cast, uh, so it's called Friends the Reunion, uh, will premiere on HBO Max on the 27th. Um, that's the same day that the whole series will be available on, on HBO Max, so that's in about, uh, it's a week from tomorrow. And uh, so all the original stars, and they also announced... Uh, guest stars, some strange, like BTS, uh, Lady Gaga, David Beckham, Justin Bieber, James Corden. Uh, however, Cindy Crawford, uh, Elliot Gould, Kit Harrington. Uh, sorry, let me talk about, let me cycle back here. Here's ones I'm, I'm surprised at. BTS and Justin Bieber and James Corden, right? But Cindy Crawford, Elliot Gould, uh, Thomas Lennon, uh, Tom Selleck, these are people that were in the original. Reese Witherspoon, they were in the original ones. They're coming back. Malala, interesting pick as well. And um, big shocker that's not here, Bruce Willis and Paul Rudd. Those guys were major characters on the show as well. So it's interesting to see that they will not be 
in the reunion special. Who knows, though? Maybe it'll be a surprise. And uh, that premieres next week, the Friends reunion special on HBO Max. Um, And speaking of HBO Max, got a couple bit of news regarding HBO Max. uh, And we alluded to it earlier. But... So HBO Max is now getting a new uh, ad-supported tier that they did announce uh, several months back. So this will launch uh, the first week of June, so two weeks, for $10 a month. It will have ads. You will not get access to the theatrical releases, however. Um, And so it's only a $5 difference, but you won't, like I said, you will not get access to... Uh, same day premieres, so you wouldn't have had access to Godzilla vs Kong or Mortal Kombat. You won't have access to um, what else do they got coming in the pipeline? Space Jam, and um, I can't think of of anything because they they announced that Dune will actually go straight to theaters. Dune is not coming to HBO Max, um, but that that will launch next month for ten bucks a month, ad supported, so you get ads. Five dollar difference, like I, that, that's. Interesting, um, but the biggest news uh, of 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 what's going on is AT and T is spinning off Warner Media. Three years after purchasing it for a hundred billion dollars, after going to court over antitrust issues, and now they are selling it off for a uh, forty three billion dollars to Discovery of all companies. Uh, so this new deal, AT&T will get $43 billion in cash, debt securities, and debt retention. Uh, they will also get a 71% stake in this new company that's being formed. Discovery gets the other 29. Um, it's a new media company that will be helmed by the current CEO of Discovery. So I guess they're forcing out the CEO of Warner Media, which could be a good thing potentially. So it's it's meant to compete with Disney Plus, with Netflix. Um, so this is everything under Warner Media, HBO, HBO Max, Warner Brothers, DC, Cartoon Network, all of these things. They are all going to be under one house now, TNT, TBS, um, and now it's going to merge with Discovery Channel, Food Network, HGTV, all those things. Um, and while it might take several years, uh, eventually they, they will form to create some super streaming service with with all of them and um it's so strange i was against the at&t warner media merger from the beginning you know i'm i'm not big i wasn't big on like content providers like a telecom company you know who provide cable who provide phone service things like this to own um content creators like uh you know warner brothers now, I'm okay with a content creator providing their own streaming service because it's direct to consumer that way. You know, you cut out the middleman. But when it comes to a company like that, things start getting muddied. Things start getting strange, odd. And and obviously, it didn't work out in their favor, right? Clearly, HBO Max isn't making the money they want it to. Granted, it, it launched with, with not a whole lot of content. And... I mean, it, it did, but at the same time, it, it didn't have... It's like, if you're going to have a, a streaming service with the Warner Brothers backlog, leave the backlog on there permanently. It's like, what people want access to that stuff, right? It's like, don't put the DC movies on on a revolving door basis. It's like, what's the point of it 
if you can't sit down and watch all of it. You know what I mean? So, but it, but obviously merging with Discovery is a smart move because Discovery has stuff people want to watch. People want to watch, you know, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. People want to watch Chopped, which I'm a show that I'm obsessed with. And, and it's, it's honestly, I'm, I'm surprised, I'm happy how this will affect, you know, um, Warner Brothers and any Warner Brothers projects in the future is going to be interesting. Um, but I, who knows? It, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Might be a good thing for DC movies. Cause it seems like a lot of the leadership is getting kicked out. So a, a lot of people will be, will be happy about that. That's, uh, that's for damn sure. But we'll, we'll see though, how it, it affects everything, um, moving forward with, with, with all of that. Um, I'm a little excited though how it how it plans out. Like I said, how this affects um, how this affects Warner Brothers Interactive will be interesting or WB Games. Um, IGN put out a good piece. Like, what does it mean for you? Probably in the in the short term, nothing really. Um, it's not an acquisition. It's a merger, which I know a lot about because our my the company I work for went through one, and. I mean, your HBO Max isn't going away. Discovery's not going away. If every, anything, it will probably merge into one super streaming service. Um, prices aren't aren't changing at all. Um, some kind of anything. I, I don't. I don't know. The the CEO of Discovery, though, when announcing the merger, seems super interested in in Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Because obviously those are some of the most important IPs under under the Warner Brothers brand. Um, we'll probably get more DC stuff as we'll we'll talk about in a, in a little bit as well. But we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's not um, not not a whole lot of, of things are probably going to change at the moment. It it will probably take a year or two before it gets approved. Um, it might not even change how. Uh, you know, TNT or T T TBS work. It, it, they also own CNN under Warner Media, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how it how it all merges together. Um, but again, it it's it's several years before this really hits the fan, right? So, um, but speaking of of HBO Max and things that are under the um. Uh, the Warner Media banner uh, got a couple of new announcements for for television shows. Um, Rick and Morty is getting a spinoff, as well as Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Robot Chicken, and Your Pretty Face is going to hell. Um, so these are all short form spinoffs. Rick and Morty is getting a Vindicators um, spinoff, which I'm very excited for. Uh, Alabama Jackson is a Robot Chicken spinoff that's coming. And let me see. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is getting the Aquadonk side pieces. Um, so let me see. Oh, such side characters like the Moonanites, the Plutonians, MCP pants, things like that. Um, those are all coming out later this year, as well as the spinoff from Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Um, those are all going to get HBO Max mini, uh, I guess they said, not mini series, but. 
um, short-form spinoffs. So probably not long-term or major episodes or anything like that. Um, also announced, we're getting a new animated Batman show that's being produced by Bruce Tim, Matt Reeves, and J.J. Abrams. Uh, it's leaning into the noir side of Batman, so his origins. Um, no cast or anything announced and, or, or a time frame just yet. Uh, but it looks really cool that the image they put out is of like the old school Batman. I'm like OG Batman, like 1930s Batman over like a, a Art Deco looking Gotham City. Um, and then we did get an announcement of a new Superman show uh, that's being called... Hold on. This one will actually star... Um, why can't I think of his name? The star of The Boys. Um, uh, 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 Jack Quaid, that's his name. Uh, son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Uh, it's called... Um, I guess it's going to be HBO Max Cartoon Network team-up called um, My Adventures with Superman... We'll focus on Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen in their, their young 20s. Um, and we also found out that Lois Lane will be voiced by Alice Lee of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And do they say who's playing Jimmy? Um, looking. They said, quote, uh, it doesn't look like it yet, but they said, quote, uh, this is the first animated Superman series in many years, and we want to tell our Superman story through the trio of Clark, Lois, and Jimmy, whose relationship dynamic will allow for rich, serialized, and engaging stories, unquote. And the last time we had an actual Superman animated show was Superman the Animated Series back in the 90s. Uh, they've already ordered two seasons of the show. And let me see... Yeah, they didn't say who's starring as Jimmy Olsen. That's weird. But I'm excited for that show. I'm more excited for the Batman show. Rumors were swirling that it would be a re, uh, a continuation of Batman the Animated Series. Um, but it looks like it will be a completely new take. Um, granted, if Bruce Tim is behind it, then we don't have to worry. What's very interesting, though, is the title card looks a lot like the title card for... Um, Mask of the Phantasm. It's very Art Deco, very 20s inspired. So, obviously very noir inspired. So, I am very, very, very excited for this Batman show. Um, no word yet on, on anything else on it other than it's going to be called Batman Caped Crusader. And then, uh, that's it with the HBO Max announcements. Um, we also got confirmation on when... Um, when the new, let me see, sorry, I'm just looking at different things. Um, when the new Marvel's What If animated show will drop, that is expected to drop sometime in August. No official date though, uh, which looks like it won't be much longer after Loki ends. So that, that's a good, uh, there will only be about a month, month and a half gap, just like what we got between WandaVision and, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's good. And then... Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is getting a new spy thriller show coming to Netflix, of all things. So, that is the last thing I expected to hear, was a show about, uh, a show starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as a spy. Um, so, that's something to be, <laughs> that's something to be excited about. I'm 100% gonna watch that. And then, um... That's it for TV news this week. 
I do want to talk about the Bad Batch's last episode, but, like, it's really unmemorable. Like, I can barely... Like, the episode just wasn't good to me. It was very... Um, it was very just middle-of-the-road, mild episode. They spl- they split time between the Bad Batch and and um, Crosshairs, who, who stayed with the Empire. And he, he went on this mission with... Uh, they're trying to recruit regulars in, instead of, of of or regular people instead of clones, and I they either they either should have focused completely on the Bad Batch or completely on Crosshairs and, and his new team. The, the, it was too jarring to to split them up. It it didn't work for me personally, and it just I I don't know what it was, but that was just not a good episode to me. It was just okay. I'm just like, please don't do episodes like that again. I just, I don't want to do that. I don't want to see that. It just, it didn't work. There was some cool Tarkin stuff, but overall it was just kind of like, uh, you shouldn't have an episode like this this early into a season because then you're going to make people bored and not want to come back. But that that's it for TV this week. Um, and to kind of end, not a whole lot in movies going on. Um Jungle Cruise has been announced it will come to Disney Plus Premier Access, despite the fact that Disney said they were going to keep it in theaters only. Um, it will it will be in theaters, though. On the flip side, though, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings um, and Free Guy will be in theaters for 45 days before going to a streaming platform. Um, Don Cheadle was being interviewed about his role in Space Jam 2. Uh, he did confirm that Michael Jordan will appear in the film in some capacity. We don't know what kind of capacity or if it's more if it's a, a glorified cameo role or not. But Michael Jordan will be in Space Jam 2. He he pretty much essentially said Don Cheadle said it's like you can't have Space Jam 2 without um without Michael Jordan, right? Like you, you kind of have to put him in. Um but that's what's going on with that. We got our first trailer uh, for Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe spinoff movie. It is filled with a lot of martial arts goodness. This looks like a legit movie. And it doesn't really need to be... You don't need to be versed in G.I. Joe uh, to, to like this movie, at least from what I can tell. It looks like a movie that I'm, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy. And I didn't care. I've never seen the first G.I. Joe movie, the one with the Wayans brother. Um, I've only seen the one with The Rock, which I thought was okay. It wasn't wasn't anything to write home about, but it was definitely a, a cool action movie. Um, but this movie looks way better than both of those combined. And it's it's filled with, with a lot of martial arts and sword fights and things like that. And ninja gloriousness is what it is. And, and I'm all for it. I am all fucking for it. That's for damn sure. Um, also announced, Attack the Block 2 will be coming to theaters uh, sometime in the future. It was announced John Boyega will return. Um, that Attack the Block was John Boyega's like break into stardom. Uh, it's a film about like aliens invading like the British hood. If 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 uh, I don't know how they describe it in in, in England or what the the British slang term is for it, um, but it's essentially like what if aliens attacked like South Central, right? Um, Joe Cornish was a direct was the director. Uh, he is will he will be returning for the sequel as well. And um, we also got an announcement: Sonic Two has completed filming, which 
real quick fucking turnaround for that. The first the first one came out what in February of last year. I I I don't understand. That movie came out like really fucking quick. Oh, it's on Hulu already. Shit. Um. Yeah, it came out. Fuck it. It came out in February last year, and they already finished filming the sequel. All right, I gotta watch this movie then. People said it was okay, but yeah, Sonic Two is wrapped filming. Hopefully, more Knuckles. Um, and then we got an announcement for HBO Max. Um, Batgirl will be moving from a theatrical release to uh, HBO Max, and it will be directed. Um, by the directors of Bad Boys for Life. So, uh, they're also working on the Miss Marvel show for Disney Plus, of all things. Um, so it'll be directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. I fucked up those names probably big time. Um, uh, they're going to be directing it. It's being, uh, excuse me. Um, it's being written by Christina Hodson, who wrote Bumblebee, Birds of Prey, and The Flash movie. And uh, it will be uh, produced by uh, several people as well. Um, I'm stoked on it to see where it goes, and I can't wait to see who they cast as Barbara Gordon, if they go with Barbara Gordon to begin with. Um, it's just funny that they're getting the guys behind the Ms. Marvel show to do Batgirl as well. Um, and it's also being produced by, uh, Kristen Burr. So that's the producer, excuse me. Um, so I can't wait to see how it goes. I really liked Birds of Prey. Bumblebee, I thought was kind of trash. Um, and obviously the Flash movie hasn't come out yet. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how that goes. Granted, uh, Christina Hodson was attached to write the movie for the last two years uh, with the revolving door of directors, of course, um, being attached. Remember, Joss Whedon was uh, supposed to direct it, but obviously that's not happening anymore. Um, but I am excited to see what she does with the Batgirl movie. Um, like I said, I, I didn't care for the Bumblebee movie. I turned it off, actually. After quite a while, um, I just, I couldn't stand it, to be honest. It, it was just not, not good at all. Um, but if, clearly DC likes what she's done, because now this is going to be her third DC project, um, in, in, um, just a few years. So, we'll see how that all, all plays out. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm very excited to see how, how it, how it turns out. I do like Batgirl. Um, I've liked the last couple runs of the Batgirl comics. I, I have read them myself. Um, so we'll see how it all plays out. And, uh, also in a fun little tidbit, uh, not even an official announcement, but an announcement for the special features coming to the long Halloween part two on, on Blu-ray and DVD is that we're getting an animated injustice movie. That's going to be the next DC animated movie, is Injustice. Yes, based off the amazing fighting game set in an alternate reality where Superman goes evil. I can't wait to see how they do this. I will be interesting to see who they get as the voice cast, if they get the cast from the game, which consisted of many of the uh, old DC animated shows cast. 
um, and several others. I, I would be very excited to see, see that played out. And, um, I can't fucking wait for an injustice animated movie. I'll def I'll definitely watch that. So that will probably release later this year. Um, that's it for movie news this week. Uh, big shout out to Shrek turned 20 this week. Uh, revenge of the Sith turned 16. Uh, we're slowly approaching the 20th anniversary of, of revenge of the Sith. Next year is the 20th anniversary of attack of the clones. Um, 2019 of course was the 20th anniversary of, of the phantom menace. But, um, that is it for Nixner News this week, guys. Thank, thank you guys for listening. Uh, cheers to year four, as we have successfully finished three years of this podcast. I, I thank all tens of you, my my adoring fans and friends, and you're like my friends. You're you're even though I don't know you often in cyberspace and things like that, but I adore you just the same. Uh, happy to have you guys here. Uh, as always, you know, check out NixnerNews.com. You guys can listen to the show in an internet browser, or, or you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts pages if you guys want to listen on the go. Uh, also, while you're there, check out our social media tab. You can find our, our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram uh, uh, pages all in one, or all our feeds in one handy-dandy place. We post a lot of fun, hilarious memes that I, I find online. and uh, or, or, I mean, if you like, you can just pick which, which whatever you like to choose to follow. Um, Nick's nerd news, obviously is what, what we are on, on all of the platforms, but, uh, yeah, that, that's it guys. Like I said, it's three years, three years we've been doing this. How crazy is that? But, uh, I, I thank you guys for, for being here week in, week out. And, uh, I will catch you guys on the flip side.